1: Sans Radio, Australia's most American podcast network.
0: Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed.
1: Hey, what's Hackman? Everybody, welcome to the Cynical Cartoons podcast. Where today I watch Shrek with my friend Olive Ray Brinker. Olive uses she/her pronouns. And don't forget to tune in every week this month because we're going to be talking about the Shrek franchise all month long. That's Shrek One, Shrek Two, Shrek the Third, Shrek Forever After. Maybe Puss in boots. Maybe we'll talk about the video games or Shrek the Musical. Who knows? It's going to be a lot of fun. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I am at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she/her. And I'm here if you need to talk.
0: Show on, get paid.
1: I decided to devote an entire month of the podcast this July to Shrek, all four Shrek films. And then maybe I'll do Puss in Boots if people really want that. But who really wants that, honestly? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I thought that it would be fun to do like all the video games. But, you know, you can't rope a guest into playing a fucking PS2 game from 15 years ago for two hours, you know. So probably just the four movies. Um, Oh, have you played the Shrek game? I've, I've played a lot of the Shrek games. I played Shrek 2. I played the Shrek wrestling game and the Shrek Mario Kart ripoff, but I didn't play the first one, I don't think.
2: I watched a live stream of people playing it for like eight hours straight. I recommend I will send you that live stream. <laughs> the Easy Allies is the name of the channel playing it. They're playing it as part of like a larger 72 hour live stream and that they started playing it at like 3 a.m. or something.
0: so they're all loopy
2: (laughs) it's just so funny
1: that sounds fucking horrible
2: and it's funny it seems like they made the game before the movie because none of the levels are based on (laughs) the movie at all oh that's so good i love it and for some reason chris farley is there (laughs) all the this is not a joke all the enemies are designed by todd mcfarlane it's such a it's such a (laughs) weird game (laughs) That's
1: very funny, Um, but what I was going to say is that I wrote myself into doing four episodes on this, and then I realized halfway through Shrek, I don't have anything to say about this movie. I've seen it a thousand times. I know it word for word. I can act out the scene from the kitchen while I'm watching it, but do I have anything new to say about Shrek that hasn't been said before?
2: Oh, so much has been said about Shrek.
1: Yeah, but we're here today to try and, and break some new ground on it, so we're cracking into Shrek Olive. Did you see this movie in theaters when it came out? I know you're a little bit younger than me.
2: That is a good question. I don't remember. I probably did. Okay, 2001. So I was five. Yeah, I probably saw this in theaters. I think I saw Shrek 2 in theaters. Um, Yeah, yeah. But I definitely... This was a movie I had on DVD. And we watched 1,000 times.
1: Yes, yes, a, a cultural touchstone. Who didn't watch Shrek growing up? It was in the cultural zeitgeist for the last twenty years.
2: We watched it in school, I think. Oh, right. <laughs> the thing is, is I was trying to think of like what was my feeling about Shrek the movie when I saw it, but I don't know because it's like we all watched Shrek, but did we like
1: Shrek? yes i i genuinely loved shrek like it was not ironic when i was a kid i don't know if it's ironic now it's so hard to tell but i went to shrek for halloween i i fucking love wait wait, 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 you went to shrek for halloween i i did go shrek for halloween it was one of those like like you go to the costume store you know and they have like the licensed shrek costume but my mom is like Sweetie, we can't afford that. And I'm like, "Yeah, but this one is gross fairy tale ogre." So we got that and it was like d- fucked up colors and it wasn't very it wasn't good quality. <laughs> it was not
2: good. I was literally about to go at a whole thing about how like we all saw the movie 1000 times as kids, but no one had like Shrek toys or Oh,
1: oh, we did though. I don't think I had any toys, but I definitely had some of the video games for the GameCube and mm-hmm. I went as Shrek for Halloween.
2: I was never that level of Shrek um, enthusiasm, even though though I watched the movie a thousand times. I don't think if you were like, Olive, you have to take Shrek out of his misery. I don't think I would shed a tear.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. I would shed a tear if I had to kill literally anybody. You wouldn't shed a tear over having to kill your (laughs) childhood hero?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to mention, as a child,
1: I was just really cold-blooded. I had to learn... (laughs) over time (laughs) my my fabled story about Shrek that I feel like I've told on the podcast before definitely on a podcast but maybe not this one was that I couldn't afford to go the opening week and and I wanted to pretend like I had seen it because everybody else had seen it and I wanted to like be cool like everybody else so like on the bus I got into this argument with this kid because I was like yeah I saw Shrek the girl, she turns into an ogre and she's purple. What? And then this other kid got like mad at me because I was clearly fucking lying. And he was like, she doesn't turn purple. I'm like, she turns purple. I saw the movie. And he's like, no, she doesn't turn purple. I saw the movie. And then we got into like a literal fight. So that was my level of enthusiasm for this film.
2: You you were a Shrek
1: poser at first. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. <laughs> I I, I love thinking about all of the alternate universe Shreks that we could have gotten, honestly, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there was the Chris Farley version. He was supposed to be Shrek originally. It was going to be Chris Farley, Eddie Murphy, John Lithgow, Cameron Diaz. Oh, I thought that was a
2: list of people who were supposed to be Shrek.
1: Oh, no, that's the cast of of the film (laughs) that we watched all of.
2: (laughs) Cameron Diaz was originally supposed to be Shrek. That's she's like, You
1: know, I'll be Fiona instead. Yeah, yeah, she made an executive decision. Well, and then Mike Myers came and he decided to do it in his Canadian accent. That didn't happen. But uh, also, originally, when they were making Fiona, they were like, this is the first time that we've had, like, an attractive woman in a CG animated movie. So we're gonna make her photorealistic and hot. And then audiences saw that and they were disturbed because it fell deeply into the uncanny valley and they had to, like, redo all of her animation. Mm Mm-hmm. So... I I would be very stoked to see any of those versions of the movie, because honestly, I love just like horrible early 2000s, uncanny valley shit. That's right up my alley.
2: I was going to say, because I'm watching clips of this while we talk, and I'm like, the humans in this movie don't look that bad.
1: They're okay in the movie because they cartoonified them up a little bit. Originally, yeah. Fiona, they were like, we're going to make her look like a human dame. She's going to look like a hot <laughs> woman. And it's like, no, don't. You have to make her a cartoon because you're making a fucking cartoon. Are you kidding me? She's going to look like a babe. Yeah. <laughs> and so kids were terrified and crying in the in the test screenings. And so they had to redo all the animation for her, <laughs> which I love.
2: That is very funny.
1: I just love to imagine they put out the movie that way and like the movie tanked just because the human characters looked fucked up when, <laughs> <laughs> but it's exactly the same in every other aspect. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. What was your
2: favorite Shrek character as a kid?
1: As a kid, I, I love Gingy. I loved the, the oh, yeah, scene where he's introduced. The interrogation is so funny. I just knew it yeah. word for word as a kid. And and even now as an adult, you just watch this movie and you just like say the lines as they're happening. I cannot watch this movie with other people because I will annoy the shit out of them doing it.
2: <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were such a big Shrek fan. That's wonderful.
1: <laughs> I, I I mean, it's so inbred. You know, I haven't seen it. I watched it last year because it was playing in theaters. But aside from that, I haven't seen it since I was like 12, I think. Well, who's your favorite Shrek character?
2: I think also Jinji. You, you gotta love the Gingerbread Man.
1: Yeah, He's yeah. Just,
2: his his voice is just so funny.
1: And the brilliance of the Gingerbread Man's voice is that it's completely imitable to kids. Like kids yeah. can do that voice. Kids can do Pinocchio. Kids can do like a donkey impression. It's it's a great movie for kids to like latch into. You know, I I love Shrek
2: one. It just Shrek two is a much better movie. You know, Shrek one is like Super Mario Bros. Okay. for the NES. <laughs> And uh-huh. you're like this is pretty neat. I like playing this. I like I like this. And then like Shrek 2 is like Super Mario World and you're like, "Whoa."
1: Right. Yoshi Dinosaur Island? Like, hold <laughs> on here. Right. Shrek 1 is Mega Man 2 and Shrek 2 is Mega Man X.
2: Yes. Yes. Or you know what? No, wait, wait, wait. Way better comparison. Okay. Not to crap on yours, because it's literally the same series. (laughs) Shrek 1 is totally Mega Man 1. Okay. And Shrek 2 is totally Mega Man 2, because (laughs) Mega Man 1 is kind of like rough around the edges and a little hard to go back to. Right. But you're like, whoa, you really figured something out here. And then (laughs) Mega Man 2 is like, oh, you made like one of the best games of all time and like figured out the whole formula, there you go. I mean, that makes sense if they made eight more Shrek movies after Shrek 2 that are identical to Shrek 2, which would be a really cool world we would live in.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I I was tweeting about this last week, and it's sort of what inspired me to watch all these movies again, because I've seen Shrek so many times. I've seen Shrek 2 less times, but still a lot. Shrek 3 and 4, I've probably seen one or two times each. And the thing about this series is that Shrek is such its own thing. Like, it's its own story, front to back, finished movie. Shrek 2 is a part of that, too, and building off of it, making a chance for more sequels. And then Shrek 3 and 4 are just, like, milking it out, you know? Yeah. The weird thing about the series, though, is that as it goes on, it becomes both more childish and also less relatable to kids. All of Shrek's problems become about, like, middle-age shit, and they become fucking <laughs> boring. So Shrek... The first film is about learning to love yourself, even though you're like ugly or different, because being different is what makes us special, right?
0: Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Shrek 2 is about refusing to change who you are, because you just have to find people who love you and accept you for who you are. And if you keep being your authentic self, they'll eventually come around. And also, it's about meeting your in-laws who don't accept you, which is weird for a kid's movie, but sure, like, whatever. Yeah. Shrek 3 is about how Shrek doesn't want to have kids because he doesn't feel like he's responsible enough to be a father. And then at the end of the movie, he changes his mind and has kids anyway. And Shrek 4 is about Shrek going through a midlife crisis. He hates his wife. He hates his kids. He wants his old life back. And I don't remember what happens at the end. So I'm excited to go on this journey on the podcast (laughs) because like I have no idea what the moral of Shrek 3 and 4 are. I remember that Shrek 3 is about like destiny maybe, but who fucking knows?
2: I I just love when things made for kids are clearly just, like, made by adults to the point that you're just like, hey, you forgot to make this for kids. Yeah. Like, that's my problem with with Toy Story 3 and 4, kind of, where it's just like, yeah, no, I understand that this is a metaphor for, like, adult problems, but, like, the part where, like, a kid can relate to these adult problems is kind of like, I don't know if a kid would be like, yeah, you know what? I do agree with Woody here. It's like, no, Woody is acting like he's like 50 in this movie.
1: Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I, I mean... Like... <laughs> yeah, and, and, and kids movies sort of fell into that trap of like having to become more of an adult because of Pixar and DreamWorks intervention and things. And this movie is setting us down a long path where, like, on one hand, Shrek, based on this movie and what they brought into the sequels, is a movie about gross-out humor... And adult references the kids don't get. And, I don't know, problems with like love life and marriage and and interpersonal relationships. And so as the series went on, the adult problems got more adult. And the gross-out humor got dumber and more gross-out and less clever. And -hmm. and so I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle 3 and 4. I might go mad. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see what happens.
2: I was watching a little bit of 3 recently. It was... Okay, like a few weeks ago, I was watching it on TV, and I was just like, this isn't a good movie, <laughs> but it isn't.
1: Well, it's it's so funny, because Shrek 2, 3, and 4, mostly what they did was to keep Shrek in the zeitgeist, right? Like, if Shrek was one movie that came out in 2001, and then had no sequels and no follow-ups, kids wouldn't still be talking about it today. But kids today still love Shrek, you know?
2: yeah. Do kids today still love Shrek, or is it just people our age love Shrek? Like, if you went to an eight-year-old and we were like, do you love Shrek? Do Do you think they would know who Shrek is?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so, because, like, a lot of kids nowadays have parents that watch these movies growing up. So, like, my cousin is, like, 30, and his kids are, like, four and three. And they've definitely seen Shrek a lot. Like, they that's one of their favorite movies. So... It's, it's just like one of those cyclical things, like Shrek 5 is going to come out soon, and the people that go to see Shrek 5 are going to be people that saw it as a kid and are bringing their kids.
2: I think um, if you only made the first Shrek movie, we would just remember it as a movie that was made to dunk on Disney, and we'd be like, oh, you remember that dunking on Disney movie they made? That That's was kind of petty.
1: Yeah, because like Jeffrey Katzenberg left Disney and then was kind of just like, fuck it, let's do this, DreamWorks style.
2: yeah. And it was just like, isn't Disney silly? And aren't fairy tales just a little goofy? Am I right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like we would look back and just be like, you know what? That was a little. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I think I feel like the cast of this movie really rocketed it past everything else. And that's why DreamWorks just spent all of their time trying to redo that like formula. You know, like they had like. The Madagascar movies, you know, Shark Tale, like (laughs) Mm -hmm. most of their early animated movies were just like created to have an all star cast as silly cartoon characters that smirk a lot. You know,
2: we love to see it because (laughs) as a child, I sure did love Madagascar.
1: Right. So watching this movie, like trying to watch it from an objective lens as a 26 year old woman in 2020 I forgot what year it was. Um, <laughs> 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 Shrek to me, the character kind of pisses me off because he's that dude who like walks through life and he's like, uh everybody always judges me because I'm ugly and everybody hates me and is scared of me because I'm ugly. But then you spend four minutes with him and you're like, oh, no, everybody hates you because you're like a shithead. <laughs> Because you fucking suck and your personality is dog shit. You have no interpersonal skills and you're sort of a misogynist and a bully. I don't like Shrek as a character in this movie. And I feel like he's only going to get worse as this franchise goes on.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. Um, he's like, everyone hates me because I'm an ogre. It's like, no, everyone hates you because you farted in the hot tub.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And didn't apologize. Like, <laughs> Right. Well, and also like watching this movie now, like donkey is annoying he's like the annoying friendly sidekick but he's always there for shrek he's like a very very good friend and shrek just spends the entire time being like hey if you don't stop talking right now i'm gonna beat the shit out of you like i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna throw you off a fucking bridge if you don't keep walking dude like shrek is so over it with everybody he's always like picking up women and throwing them over his shoulder and like (laughs) he's just a fucking dick Problematic. (laughs)
2: That's my read. Shrek is problematic.
1: (laughs) And as the movie goes on, like, presumably he learns how to love people by learning to love himself, you know? That's what the story of the movie is about. Like, Fiona learns how to be her most authentic self because she learns to love herself. Shrek does that too. But by the end of the movie, like, Donkey is demanding an apology for the shit that Shrek put him through. And Shrek is like, ugh, I'm sorry, I guess. And Donkey's like, that's not good enough, and then he gives a real apology. And I'm like, Shrek is every fucking 16-year-old boy that did some horrible thing to his girlfriend and then like punched a hole in the wall and then gives some half-ass apology. Like, I do not feel like Shrek isn't gonna do that again.
2: Shrek is problematic. Uh,
1: yeah. He gives me bad vibes.
2: And he's a bad boyfriend to Donkey.
1: Yeah, and also he eats human beings. So let's not oh, move yeah, past that. that. <laughs> That our introduction scene to Shrek is him eating 12 human eyeballs out of a bowl. Like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> well, our introduction is him taking a big old shit as All-Star.
1: <laughs> and, and wiping his ass with a fucking storybook for children. Just like, here we go. That's what I think of your
2: fairy tales, Disney. I wipe my ass with them.
1: Love, I wipe my ass with it. Fuck you. <laughs> this movie would be so much better if Shrek just constantly was saying fuck you to people. I would love it. If this movie
2: was rated off, like... Oh, I my think, God. like, crude humor and, like, stuff like that, usually I'm not a big fan of. But sure. if this was the same movie, but Shrek was just, like, saying fuck constantly, it'd be pretty good. And <laughs> if he was literally just saying fuck Disney, he was just like... <laughs> He was just like, you know, Donkey, I don't like the Disney Corporation because fairy tales are cliche
0: or
1: something. <laughs> right, right. They go to Duloc, which is like a an, a send up to Disneyland. And instead of just like looking around and being like, this is dumb, he takes a shit in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he starts like like reading from like a list of like lawsuits they've had or some sort of like labor (laughs) violations like he's just like bringing up like dirty laundry
1: (laughs) well it's so it's so funny that you mentioned that because like lord farquaad in this movie is is fashioned after michael eisner right like he's fashioned Mm -hmm. after jeffrey katzenberg's direct competitor from disney when he used to work there who he just hated so he made him like a short little fucking dick with like a huge named, jaw. F-
2: named fuckwad.
1: Yeah, and it's like, hey, isn't Michael Eisner like six foot four? What are you talking like, why is that the way that you make fun of him by making him four foot seven? What are you talking about?
2: Sometimes you just don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Make him short. <laughs> yeah.
0: Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
1: I'm glad that this movie isn't full of celebrity cameos because I feel like as the series goes on, that becomes more of a thing. Like simon cowell in the second movie i was about to
2: say simon cowell to make fun of scoob yeah but he does show up in shrek 2's dvd bonus he,
1: yes he does he shows up in the shrek karaoke swamp dance party 2 which i did watch
2: so many times as a kid oh my goodness um what is simon cowell has a very good agent for cartoons <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, he's been in two of them in the last 20 years, so I don't know about very that is, good,
2: but... That is two more than he should be in, considering...
1: It's two more than us.
2: <laughs> like, that is like if Guy Fieri was just in a bunch of, like... Prestige TV dramas. It's like, what are you <laughs> What are Bad. you doing in there? Yeah, <laughs> it's like if he was in like, did a cameo in Mad Men and also in Breaking Bad, and it's like, it's like, yeah, it's only two, but how did you get in there? Because right. the target audience is well, not.
1: <laughs> well, I, th- I think that's. I think you're talking about Bill Burr, right? Because he was in both The Mandalorian and Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's like, how yeah. did you? <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> We should talk about tropes that were either started or popularized with Shrek. Definitely ending your movie with a big old dance party was a Shrek thing. Oh, hell yes. And that became the, the thing that's happened in animated movies for the last 20 years. It's the most hacky shit I've ever seen.
2: In Shrek, Shrek can get away with it. Shrek is already so openly hacky. It's a movie made just to spite another company. It's just let right. the ogre dance at the end. like. <laughs> but when it's like the Adams Family movie that came out last year, I'm just like, you have not earned a dance off.
1: <laughs> right. When it's Hotel Transylvania and suddenly at the end, somebody literally just says like, everybody dance. And then they do it. It's like, fuck you. I've seen Shrek. I know what you're doing right now. It's so cynical. What have you done to earn this dance number? What hacky
2: things have you done before the dance number?
1: Right. My friend Ian like sort of laid it out like Shrek is a character who walks around. He's cynical. He hates everybody. He doesn't want to have friends. He's sort of forced to have friends, and he's okay with having a few friends. And then at the end of the movie, he gets up and does a goofy dance.
2: Hell yes! <laughs> with, his, with his with his
1: two hundred best friends, and it's like it's it's so weird how Gingy and Pinocchio and like the wolf in in Grandma's clothing and stuff like that weren't really elements of this movie. Like, they're in it for three seconds, and then in the sequels, they're, like, Shrek's new best friends. (laughs) What I don't really get is, why does Donkey want to be Shrek's friend so badly in the first place? Like, oh, cool, this guy can be, like, a bodyguard for me because I need somebody to protect me from the knights. But then as the movie goes on, he meets so many people who are so much nicer to him than Shrek was. And it's like, why doesn't Donkey just make friends with some of the other fairy tale creatures instead of trying to demand Shrek's affection, which he'll never get?
2: He is a crush. Next question.
1: Okay. <laughs> so wait a minute. So so is is Donkey's Arc the entire four films just waiting for Fiona to either die or break up with Shrek finally so that he can like be the bro that swoops in and
2: it's kind of like Laurie and Little Women. It's just like Shrek and Donkey are just not meant to be together. They just have to like hash it out on a hill. Shrek's just like it would never work out. <laughs> And Donkey's just like, I gave up billiards for you.
1: (laughs) I I like the soundtrack in this movie a lot. Like, not even just the Shrek's karaoke dance party thing, but, like, this movie introduced an entire generation of kids to Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, and that's fucking sick. Oh, yes. like
2: Oh, this is what I wanted to talk about. So, in this iconic scene where Bad Reputation is playing... When Shrek is getting into a wrestling match with all these knights.
1: Murdering the knights. Let's be clear about that. Several of them died, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, but he was just wrestling them, you know. He didn't mean any harm. He breaks open a giant keg of what appears to be beer. Mm -hmm. It does not look like beer at all. It doesn't look like anything. It looks like sand maybe or like (laughs) sawdust or like some sort of new undiscovered substance like as a kid I literally didn't know what it was supposed to be I think I might have even asked my parents after the movie and they were like I think that's and they were like oh do we explain what beer is but I was like no literally like was that like a liquid or what is there like more matter to this world than I didn't like,
0: right
1: it's a plasma
2: yeah I'm like I'm like, what's going on with this world that we live in and they were like oh okay
1: listen Olive it was 2001 they were doing their best you know Like I we know. still hadn't gotten things down this was before Monsters Inc this was before yes. Finding Nemo we hadn't figured out the liquid yet
2: we have not figured out the liquid yet <laughs> I can't find the dance party online I'm very heartbroken that's
1: so fine though that's so okay you don't really need to watch it but this movie just had a great soundtrack. We, of course, had All-Star by Smash Mouth. We had Bad Reputation, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. We had The Proclaimers. There was some good shit here. And I just I just appreciate that they were introducing kids to some good music.
2: Yeah, it's a good soundtrack. What do you think about people that uh,
1: got Shrek-themed weddings? Oh, I love that. <laughs> It, it it doesn't bode well for the longevity of their marriage, but it's certainly... Um,
2: I think I disagree.
1: You don't think so? I think with Shrek
2: 5 coming down the pipe, they have the perfect opportunity to renew their vows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anybody that did that?
2: <laughs> Not personally. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I don't even know. Any, yeah, no. I was just curious why, why you brought it up. You seem to have a vested interest or some sort of insider information about Shrek themed weddings. And I was like...
2: Well, no, no, is, no, no. There's no. more to
1: her than I knew about.
2: No, 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 no. My fiance just dropped the question mm, um, right. la last weekend, so
1: no I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not getting married. <laughs> no, I'm having a Shrek themed wedding. Listen, I know that. If Olive, if you were to get married and you could have a wedding themed after anything, what would it be? You
2: know what the answer to that is. Don't fuck around with me.
1: I wait, little women? <laughs> It's Sonic! Oh, okay. I didn't know what the answer was. I thought maybe it was Little Women. (laughs) No, a Little Women-themed
2: wedding seems
1: kind of dark. (laughs) Well, the nice thing about Sonic is that the the rings are integral, so that's already a part of it. Yeah. So that's A Little Women...
2: I I guess it's a Little Women spoiler, so I won't say, but a very sad thing happens, like, right after the wedding. So Mm. it's like... I don't want to have a little women themed wedding.
1: My wedding would be, um, I would try and find like the darkest, weirdest thing to do it on and then like make my family be on theme. So it would be like Corpse Bride or The Road by Cormac McCarthy or something like that. (laughs) And I would just make everybody be on theme. And if you don't like dress up like a character from a Tim Burton movie, then you get kicked out of the wedding, you know?
2: Or just something really specific where you're like, we're all going to dress like trebuchets. And it's like, what does that mean? How how do you do that? It's like, you got to figure it out. The wedding's in a week. Uh (laughs) If you're dressed like a catapult, you're not getting in.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) So at the end of the movie, of course, Fiona kisses her true love, Shrek. She becomes an ogre forever. They're both okay with that. And that's the end of the movie, right? So... I guess that my question is, like, if she had kissed somebody else who was also her true love, because it didn't always have to be Shrek, I guess. I feel like it could have been a lot of different options, because Shrek kind of sucks as a husband we see in the other movies. Like, if she had been saved by, like, a a human dog man and she had been kissed, would she have become, like... what? (laughs) You heard me, motherfucker. If she had been kissed by a human dog man, would she have become a human dog hybrid, or would she have been an ogre, or would she have been... A human. Um. I. I also I love that human dog man is so outside of bounds for you. When we're talking about fucking Shrek, there is a wolf man in this movie. There's. Yeah, but that's a wolf man, not there's a, a human there's a dog talking cookie. Man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those are all established fairy tales. A not dragon how... fucks
1: a donkey, and they have kids.
2: All right, you know what? I am sorry. <laughs> for- <laughs> For being thrown off by you suggesting that Fiona gets saved by a human dog man in an alternate Shrek take.
1: I just don't think that her her form seems mutable. And I think that she should have tried to like kiss something more cool than an ogre. Like It's cool that she finds self-acceptance and, and love for herself at the end of the movie. But maybe she could have kissed like...
2: I don't think she turns into an ogre because of Shrek. She was an ogre before Shrek.
1: Seems mighty convenient. I don't know.
2: I think it's just a a coincidence that her soulmate is an ogre.
1: Yeah, I I just feel like the movie is so unclear about what true love is and true love's first kiss and all of that stuff. I, I like that Fiona's arc is going from like this patriarchal view of what. This relationship is supposed to be like when she gets saved by Shrek, she's like, oh, true knight! Like, will you kiss me? Will you read me a poem? Will you do this and that? And where's your noble steed? And then as the movie goes on, she learns to like sort of form her own path and she can fart and like eat rats and shit and she'll be fine. But I do hate that she had to have like a man intervene in her life to get there. And so Mm -hmm. I guess what I'm saying is like, what about Fiona with a man who doesn't suck shit? Like a guy who actually wants to meet her parents and a guy who actually wants to hang out with her friends and a guy who actually wants to have kids, the same things that she wants instead of just like her trying to convince him of those things throughout the series.
2: Well, that's like the rest of the movies.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is that the rest of the movie, Shrek just spends being like, oh, I don't want to meet your parents. I don't want to have kids. Like, But the rest of the movies
2: are also like the uh, Prince Charming is just like, I would be a better husband and Shrek just being like, get out of here.
1: Well, that's the thing, though, is that she's given other options throughout the movies, Farquaad, Prince Charming, all these other options, but never an option that actually makes sense. Like, what if it was Shrek, this shithead who is also just like gross and authentically himself? And then on the other side, there's another person
2: who just a normal person.
1: Yeah, who's nice and caring and has interests aside from eating human beings. Like Just literally anyone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's my problem with a lot of movies that like push a heteronormal ideal upon an audience, especially kids' movies, where it's like, our main hero is kind of a shithead, so our villain has to be a real shithead. <laughs> and it's like, you don't have to do that. You could just make the main guy like actually a good human being. Oh, no, you're not going to do that. I just don't really think that she was ever given an option, right? She spent an entire lifetime getting blue balled, sitting up in a tower waiting for somebody to come save her. And then she goes into this situation expecting to fall in love with somebody. And so that's what she gets out of the situation because that's what she walked into it with. What if she just like went off on her own and decided to be her own person? And like, well, sometimes I'm a human. Sometimes I'm an ogre and I'll cop it. You know, I think that's one of the sequels. I think that happens in the fourth one, maybe.
2: It's hard to I, I get the third one and the fourth one confused a lot.
1: Yeah, the third one is like Shrek goes off to find King Arthur, and the fourth one is Shrek and Rumpelstiltskin make a deal so that he can make it so that he and Fiona never met. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just liked Fiona's arc in this movie a lot, and I'm worried that in the other movies they're gonna sort of ruin it. Like in this movie, she learns that like her vanity doesn't really matter. She can learn to love herself for who she is. And she doesn't care about, like, physical aspects of somebody. But in the other movies, her arcs are, like, I want to be a mom. I want my husband to, like, my parents.
2: That's asking for a lot. From, I guess. Uh,
1: I mean, she gets a better arc than Shrek does in this movie. So, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do love, like, her whole thing with, like, self-hatred. Like there's that scene where she's talking to donkey and it's kind of funny because like Shrek is standing outside the door and she's just like talking about her own ogrehood in the most vague terms. So she's like, Oh, who could ever love a nasty ass ogre? Anyone here who happens to be an ogre is going to have trouble finding love. Whoever that might be like talking about herself, but Shrek thinks she's talking about him. And it just kind of struck a chord with me of like that thing of like self hatred doesn't necessarily extend to other people hmm. And especially how I've like tackled that with my dysphoria during my transition. Like I can feel bad about my voice and feel bad about the way that I look or the way that I am, but also not judge another trans person for having those same aspects. And it's such a weird like cycle you get into where like she can't realize for herself, well, it doesn't matter that I'm like this big smelly ogre because Shrek is a big smelly ogre and I love Shrek. So clearly I'm worthy of love because he is. So it's interesting that that's her arc in this movie and then in the other movies her arcs are just, I don't know, fucking boring. Maybe they'll be better than I expect. I don't know. I haven't seen them in a really long time.
2: I I don't remember her doing anything in Shrek 2. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, in Shrek 2 her thing is mostly about like, I hope that Shrek likes my parents, trying to get her parents to like Shrek. And then as the movie goes on being tricked by Prince Charming, I don't know. Um donkey and dragon's relationship to me is concerning (laughs) non-consensual not not good (laughs) (laughs) putting the idea into kids heads like well donkey is definitely getting uh sexually touched by this dragon who he doesn't want to be sexually touched by and if he makes her too mad she's gonna eat him Then as the movie goes on, they like fall in love. And then later on in the movies, they have kids together. And it's like, what message are you sending here? Like, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it it plays into this horrible trope that happens a lot in media and even children's media of like making light of male rape and, and mm-hmm. pretending like that's a funny thing to joke about. And it's like, well, he's a donkey. He's like a crazy character. And so it's funny that like he's being touched inappropriately by this dragon who's threatening to murder him. Um, I didn't like that. And the idea that dragon comes around at the end and is their friend, like that all seems like it comes from a different movie of like dragon and him fall in love. Dragon helps save the day. Dragon and him have kids. That's all so disconnected from dragon picking him up by his tail and then bringing him to her quarters to have her way with him. I didn't like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Who knows? I think that this movie is, is good. I really like it. Most of that is nostalgia. I feel like if I watched it for the first time now as a 26 year old woman in the year 2020, I wouldn't feel so light on it, but I feel
2: like I should mention I'm 24. If you're going to keep mentioning your age,
1: (laughs) I love this movie. It just has such a solid place in my heart. There's a lot of parts of it that are really fucked up. There's a lot of elements to it that are super, super lazy. And the structure of the story doesn't make that much sense. I feel like the sequels kind of taint it. And if it was just its own movie, it would be better.
2: I think we should talk about kind of its influence on the rest of animated films.
1: Sure. How do you mean? hoodwinked um oh you mean like direct ripoffs of shrek
2: (laughs) direct there are direct ripoffs of shrek i feel like i feel like it's worth mentioning
1: i mean shark shark tale i watched on the podcast like a year ago and that really feels like shrek but underwater like
2: (laughs) i really that'd be a good name for a movie shrek but underwater (laughs) underwater.
1: (laughs) that's really all i can think about though like what else do you think ripped off shrek
2: wasn't there another uh, fairy tale movie? Um, oh, oh, Ella Enchanted, maybe. There was definitely a big trend of fairy tale spoofs when I was a kid, and I don't know if Shrek started it. Right. A lot of uh, children's books when I was a kid were just like, "What if fairy tales were a little bit messed up?" Uh huh. And, and as a kid, I was like, "Ooh, this is a little." This is a little spicy, like that. When you're like six, that is like the equivalent of South Park to you. Mm-hmm. Of just like, oh, what if the three little pigs were a little rude? <laughs> just, like, just like tugging on my collar, like this is a little,
1: a little, a, a little, little saucy, a little racy right here. This three little
2: pigs book. Am, am I allowed to read this during free time? This is kind <laughs> of.
1: Oh my god. Thank you, Olive Ray Brinker, for joining me on this episode. Uh where can people find you online?
2: Uh twitter.com slash brinker You can read my comics on Comics Kingdom now.
1: Um Comics KingdomNow.com, right? <laughs> no, Comics Kingdom Comma dot com. now. <laughs> Stop.
2: <laughs> ComicsKingdom.com. Go to the bar. That has all the comics and scroll down to the R section and Ray the Doe will be there and read some Ray the Doe.
1: Okay, I don't think I'm going to be going out to the bar anytime soon. Um, we are still locked down in quarantine here, but I, I appreciate the, the orders. Um,
2: I'm so <laughs> upset.
1: <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at Stop Mia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. As always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. And I'm here if you need to talk.
0: It's vacation time. Whoa, Who says Ogres can't surf? Nice moves, Fiona! Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: both
0: G. <laughs> <laughs> hey to the Lord! Marty, what's Shrek doing on a cruise ship? Looks like he's having fun! Join the DreamWorks experience for the ultimate vacation only on Royal Caribbean.